So I'm pretty excited about this. This is Tom Parrish, and I'm here with Wei Dao from Remark. And we're here to talk about a rather cool new software online app that allows you to annotate video, review and approve video with teams and stakeholders. Now look, this is not a new idea, but before I get into this podcast, let me introduce and welcome Wei Dao. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. It's good to have you here in Austin, Texas for a few days. And you're out of San Jose or San Francisco? San Francisco right now, but in L.A. soon. Oh, going to move to L.A. <laughs> That'll be an interesting shift for you. Okay, so the idea here is this is a web-based product that allows you to review you know, videos of various types of media creations that you may have with whoever it is that you're co-collaborating with or your director or your producer. Now, if you're like me, you've probably been through this process. I've, I've rolled my own by, you know, putting stuff in Dropbox or Google Drive or Box or whatever the case may be. You send it and then you send an email because obviously the file's too big to send as an email. And the email's got all this text in it with all this hand-typed in-time codes. And it's just a brutal process. I have test checked out a number of other products online that allow you to upload your file, uh, yet another version of your file, to their system, and then they allow you to sort of type, and it catches the time code for you, and you can comment or annotate on it. But this particular product, Remark, does something significantly different, which I really, really like, and we're going to talk about that. So, Weitao, give us a quick overview of Remark. Right. So as Tom said, uh, what we are is a review and approval software. Uh, we work with you know video production teams to help them quickly collect and annotate the videos. Uh, now, what's a little bit different about us is that we are host agnostic. Uh, we take video files linked anywhere, uh, be it on YouTube, Vimeo, Dropbox, Box, Amazon S3. We take those files, we wrap it with our experience, and we give you an easy and quick ability to send those out so that all your stakeholders can quickly and easily give feedback. And then what's unique about that, though, is that I don't have to put my file on your host. That is correct. It's a host agnostic system. Yep. And although we can't show this in the podcast... Um, I will have to say one of the first things I noticed, and I would encourage others to to check it out, is that there's something about the code that you've used, more modern user and ex user experience code, that requires a minimum amount of typing and clicking to do anything. Mm -hmm. It's very aware of what you're trying to do. In you're ready to type, it's ready to listen, and bingo, it starts capturing time code. The 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 video stops right at that point. You don't have to go click on that to stop and then click on the time code and then click into another area to write the comment. It kind of happens all at once. Do, do I have that right? That's correct. So as soon as you see an issue, um, as soon as you start typing, the video will pause for you. Uh, if you want to draw on the video, as soon as you click the draw button, uh, the video will pause, giving you the ability to just leave what you need. And then as soon as you're done, the video resumes and you just you know, be on your way. Um, the idea is that we really want to streamline that workflow. We want to make it more efficient for you. So we want to minimize the number of clicks and uh, if possible, minimize the amount of time that your hands have to leave the keyboard or mouse. Cool. How was it you guys came up with this? I mean, if I was in a room and we were tossing around ideas for yet another startup kind of thing, and I said, we need another, <laughs> we, we need yet another um, video review system, you know, there's, what was it that got you going in this direction exactly and take this approach? 
So when we first started, we actually did not exist in the video production space specifically. Rather, we were interested in just video polling and interactive video polling. Uh, so when we first started, our tool sets was more on the tool of a you know market research, market analysis tool uh, to really quickly gauge whether a video was was popular or not, or if people liked it. It somehow got in the hands of some editors, and uh, when 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 it reached them, what we quickly realized, or what they told us, was this tool could be used uh, and should be used for uh, review and approvals in the uh, video production space. Far out. And so, because of that, we we and what, and what, and just so why was it they said that though? What was it that they saw that said, "Hey, it should be used for that"? Uh, well, first it was because it was host agnostic at that time. And at the time, we uh, when we first started, we were host agnostic because it was the cheapest and quickest way yeah, of getting online. Sense, it sure, just yeah. made sense. Um, but to them, being host agnostic was not common in the industry. No. You know, uh, a lot of people have uh, you know, their own places where they store data. They have to upload it to, their, to different types of services right. to get different types of review and approval done. And it's very much a very time-intensive, bandwidth-intensive process. Absolutely. Um, and so when they saw that our tool did not have to use, you know, more bandwidth or more storage space elsewhere, uh, they were highly interested. Um, the interface at that time was decent. Uh, it's, it's changed leaps and bounds since then. But at that time, um, the, the roots of what we are were present. So they were pretty happy about it then. Cool. So when we were talking a little bit about this before the before the show here, you mentioned that uh, you've had some pretty good reviews. I think you said Scott Simmons uh, did a rather fairly extensive review about a year ago uh scott simmons uh you know at edit blog uh, yeah, this is twitter and um he, he he made a very uh intensive couple week long review and put it on the pro video collision blog yeah excellent it was it was fantastic to see someone really go through and do a deep dive for us uh we learned quite a bit uh we learned um you know where our weaknesses were areas where we were lacking and uh areas where we could improve it was it was great to have an industry veteran like himself really give us the uh, the, the lowdown, and uh, because of that, uh, we were able to improve very quickly, and uh, really change some specific things that were uh, impeding, um, you know, easy and quick workflow. Well, so so for instance, what did you? That was about a year ago. Then, what what sort of things did you incorporate to make it better? So it, it has been a year, and we've gone through, I think, two, three, or four design changes since. Um, but uh, well, key points, yeah, you know. Uh, oh, definitely, definitely. Um, I think when we first started, we had uh, we had these we, buttons that existed on the side. Yeah. Uh, and and the buttons on the side, uh, we thought were a great idea. It was it it, it looked great on the iPad. It worked yeah. great on the iPad, but uh, we realized that not too many editors or or, or people gave review and approval needed those giant buttons on an iPad. The people who were mobile really were just people who would say yay or nay. You know, it's just like, yes, green light, let's go yeah. lock the cut. Yeah, there's uh, too much trouble doing anything else. But, yeah. but agreed. And so we, we we stripped those buttons out and we made the video player larger, which uh, there, there are other little things. Um, I think another one was we, we didn't mark up the color of the of the marker differently per different person. And so it was, it was, it was it's, it's glaring oversight, but yeah. that's something we fixed and it was really easy. Initially, everyone was red. Now we have... Uh, in, that's typical. And you can't change it on any, just about any other system. Either. Exactly. Yeah. Now, now it's, it's, it's highly um, customizable. You can, you can pick the colors you need. You can pick the colors you want. And, you know, those, those markers will then pull into your editing timeline. So. Well, you know, it just occurred to me 
you know that that uh, that this was so well suited for the iPad. I mean, it makes great sense. I have an iPad, um, but I sit in my studio. I you know I do color grading and color correction here, and and I, I you know part of my reason for doing this interview was that I've had this ongoing nagging concern in the back of my mind of how do I improve and speed up this whole review process with clients at every stage of the game. And, you know, I just never really found a tool that hit the mark, you know. And I forgot about the fact that iPad is certainly the, the you know, the director, the producer, the, the you know, the one he's got a million things to do. So he's carrying around an iPad. And that's this is the perfect tool because it's couple of clicks boom time code make a circle around there and the sky needs to be bluer or whatever the case may be and then we bring up the person's face here it's just i i like the way you've made it really touch touch quick touch interactive and that's exactly what a filmmaker needs or a director needs or a producer needs and giving the initial feedback anyway to a colorist it's not the same thing as having a reference monitor at both locations but it's a great start, and it really does help reduce a great deal of confusion. So I would imagine you've had an opportunity to sit and observe, or at least I hope you have, in some major studios, maybe be editing studios and things of this nature. What, tell me a little bit about what that journey's been like and what you guys have learned. So for us, uh, we got a lucky break early on, and we were able to uh, work with Bravo and specifically the Post House uh, Half Yard Creative. Oh, cool! Yeah. Um, with Half Yard, they they had the contract for Say Yes to the Dress, and by the time we reached them, they've already had seasoned veteran uh, veteran editors um, go through and really optimize the workflow of creating this reality TV series. And so for us, we were just watching them and seeing, you know, they've got hundreds of hours of footage, multiple cameras, and at the end of the day, they needed to get a, a quick uh, approval of you know what needed to be done or, or if the cut was good. And so we asked them, hey, how do you transmit files around? And there was a lot of, uh, you know, everything's secure, everything's local, people come in. But then one day we found out that they actually do, they utilize Dropbox, you know, for, for they had one, one, one producer. <laughs> and... Uh, just didn't really want to come into the office and they they used Dropbox for that. And we're like, look, you know, it's really simple. You just wrap, you know, uh, that Dropbox video with our experience. And I promise you that producer will be happy. And that producer quite was. And uh, he, uh, he he liked us and thought, you know, this this is a very seamless uh, process and I, I think we should continue using it. And so we got really lucky with him. In addition, we actually got to sit and watch different post houses like with Deluxe and Hydraulics work. Um, and, and really see where the little inefficiencies were and uh, how we could best uh, start, you know, addressing those concerns with uh, what we thought was a merely a design problem. You know, having a beautiful UI, having a beautiful experience helps people collect and or give feedback. And so with, with those processes in place and learning from, you know, veterans in the industry, uh, we were able to very, very quickly uh, change and or adapt our product so that, you know, more users were able to hop on and feel that it was a simple, simple, simple tool to use. Wow. That's got to be exciting. Well, let's talk about other use cases. Where else is this being used? Uh, so there are use cases in the education space, specifically the online education space. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. A, lot of, a lot of professors um, initially started by, hey, we've got an RTF class. Um, wow. And uh, we've, got, we've got students that I have to give many, many different types of uh, reviews on for early cuts. And so it started there. Um, it got passed to an online education space. 
and it became more of a tool of engagement and more of a tool yeah. of building community. Because because one of the fundamental issues in online training, as wonderful as it is, as ubiquitous as it is, as as inexpensive as it is as a delivery mechanism, is that you really don't have much engagement. You don't know if the person's how well they're watching, what they're doing, their ability to actually feed back to you is a little arcane on a lot of the systems and especially in a video environment. Mm -hmm. So I guess that just someone came to you and said, hey, this would be pretty cool for this. Yep. And, um, and you know, I have to say it is as is. We haven't built anything custom for them because the interface is so simple or what we've built is so simple that you know, even on a different use case where it's not something that we, we built for, um, people are utilizing because it is just very, very simple to use. So, Weidel, what are some of your other business relationships? We have a lot of partnerships with large uh, storage providers, and those those providers have you know have really keyed in on the fact that we don't replace or alter existing workflow. We want to very very simply sit in between you know different processes in the workflow, so that no one feels like they're forced to do something different. It's very much a very natural extension of what's already happening. So you're not actually, as a key point I wanted to also mention is the annotation that occurs on the video when you're, if you, if you want to annotate, that's not actually touching or modifying the video whatsoever at all. It is not. It's just a sort of a transparent alpha channel kind of overlay thing. That is correct. Yeah. Yeah. So actually there was one other thing I think was very interesting in our pre, pre-conversation is I w- we were talking about how different browsers handle color files differently. Mm-hmm, yep. Could you just play that back? Because I think for the colorist community that tends to listen to this show, there are lots of editors too, of course, and directors. Uh, to tell us about the difference between Firefox, Chrome, and Safari. That, that was really very interesting. So from my understanding, from my research, what we found is that currently Google Chrome doesn't really respect ICC profiles, so things can look a little different. Uh, Firefox does fully respect ICC profiles, uh, whereas Safari is kind of in, in between space where uh, if, if your color scheme is in a 422, it may not necessarily respect it, but if it's in a 420, it, it does. So uh, it's purely, I think it's a size thing. I'm not sure. Um, but as it stands right now, um, color is very interesting, and uh, Firefox is definitely the browser to use if you're, if you're really looking for something that's more uh, color correct. But, I mean, of course, you would have to have a reference monitor to verify. But True, 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 right. But um, from y'all's experience, Firefox is apparently a better choice for doing some kind of web review where, 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 Agreed, where yes. color is an issue. Yep. Far out. Okay, well, um, Wei Tao... How would someone get a hold of you? Uh, what's your website? And uh, and tell us a little bit about how they would get a hold of you. Or you can find us at uh, www.remarkhq.com. You can also send me an email at uh, waytow at remarkhq.com as well. Well, listen, thanks for coming by the studio. certainly makes the interview process a little bit easier. I get to know you personally, and I hope your move to L.A. goes really smoothly and you have a lot of fun there. Thank you. I cannot wait. <laughs>